Welcome back to a new episode of Quarantine Education. I'm your host, Samuel Delvillier, and today I'll be talking about gender roles in the play Macbeth and the novel The Great Gatsby. I'm going to be comparing those two texts to the life of a famous activist named Sonita Elizabeth. Let's get right into it. In the playing of Beth, Lady Macbeth is the main focus of gender roles. In Act 1, Scene 5, after reading Macbeth's letter, in which he talks about the prophecy and that King Duncan is going to visit their castle, Lady Macbeth shows that she doesn't want to be a woman, but a man. As men were considered to be more dominant, she says, Come, you spirits that tend on mortal thoughts, unsex me here and fill me from the crown to the toe top full of direst cruelty. In a way, she manages to be unsexed because during the rest of the play, we know that Lady Macbeth is the dominant one in the relationship. This is weird for that time because usually it'd be the other way around. The disruption of gender roles is also shown when we meet the three witches. The trio is perceived as violent and despite being called sisters, their genders are ambiguous. When Banquo meets the three, the three witches, he says, you should be women and yet your beards forbid me to interpret that you are so. Their facial hair shows their influence in the affairs of a male-dominated society. Many people see the witches and the question of their gender as a device Shakespeare uses to criticize male-dominated culture. In the novel The Great Gatsby, males work for the money and the females spend it. We also see that men are dominant over women because in one chapter, we see Tom exerting his physical strength to control Myrtle. The only hint of a role reversal is in Nick's relationship. When Nick and Jordan start dating in the novel, Jordan is seen as the one that wears the pants in the relationship. Jordan is seen as the one that wears the pants in the relationship because she is too masculine and not like a typical woman in the novel. Nick finally asserts his dominance when he breaks up with her. Nick is also the first to admit that men have more dominance over women because in chapter 1 he says he's going to have dinner with the Tom Buchanans. With that statement, we see that Daisy has no control at all in that relationship. And at the end of chapter 1, Daisy admits that girls need to be ignorant to be successful. When she learned her child was a girl, she cried and said, I'm glad it's a girl, and I hope she'll be a fool. That's the best thing a girl can be in this world, a beautiful little fool. As I mentioned before, the activist I chose was Sonita Elizabeth. 
As a young child, Sonita fled to Iran with her family to escape the Taliban. There, she learned to read and write at an NGO for Afghan refugees. She also took a special interest in poetry and music. When she was 16, her mom came to her with the terrible news that she was sold into marriage. In many countries, it's very common for girls to be sold into marriage. But Sonita decided to rebel, and she used music to do so. She defied an Iranian law that prohibited women from singing. She recorded songs about being a refugee, about the Afghanistan war, and about being a young woman. She even won $1,000 in a US-based competition for a music video encouraging young Afghans to vote, proving to her family that girls have economic potential. Her biggest influences are Eminem and the Iranian rapper Yas. Today, Sonia lives in the United States and tackles child marriage every single day. Some of her accomplishments consist of sharing stage with heads of state, Nobel laureates, renowned changemakers, and she's also helped develop a curriculum on child marriage for over 1 million students. Her message about ending child marriage is reaching the highest levels of global leadership and civil society, and her story and vision have been shared worldwide. Through her music and activism, she wants to inspire people of the world to rethink and abolish terrible traditions. Sonita aims high and is working to impact systems, policies, and beliefs that keep girls and women from living to their full potential. The theme relates to Sonita because from not only where she's from, but plenty of the countries in the world, women are considered arm candy, objects that are sold and used and have no economic potential. But Sonita is trying to change that for many girls and women around the globe. She's trying to show that women can do everything a man does and more. As a member of my community, I can educate myself more on child marriages, sign petition, petitions, donate, and share the information I learn with others. Today we talked about quite a few things regarding gender roles in these two popular works of literature and how they relate to Sinead's cause. I hope you learned a few things today and I encourage you to dive deeper on this topic since you probably have a lot of time on your hands because of the COVID-19 situation. And I also encourage you to share some of this information with your family, friends, and colleagues. Well, thank you for joining me on this episode of Quarantine Education, and I hope you join me on tomorrow's episode where I'll be talking about searching for truths in the play Macbeth at the novel The Great Gatsby. I'm your host, Samuel Dorfile, and this was Quarantine Education. Stay safe, and see you next time. Peace. Thank you.